it's time for the Supercoach Professionals Roundtable Podcast. And here's your hosts, Paulie G, Ryan MS, Peter Hanscom and Andrew Muldock-Molinaroli. The season is halfway through and Supercoach still in a very critical phase right now over the origin period. Got all the information for you here on the Supercoach Professionals Roundtable podcast. I am Paulie G. Peter Hanscom back with us this week. How are you, Pete? Yeah, good thanks, Paul. Yeah, not bad at all, actually. And Ryan MS, of course, with us, mate. Origin not quite going the way we wanted, but uh, you know, I guess some positive signs for Blues fans. Yeah, look, um, really not too far away. Um, it was just the just the key moments they missed out on. Andrew Moldock, Mullinaroli, isn't with us tonight. Look, he is okay. Obviously, living up in the northern beaches, affected by all those um, storms and king tide. But uh, luckily, you know, he's he's emerged unscathed, but not with us um, this week. But obviously, we're thinking of, you know, all those people in all the areas, you know, affected uh, by this severe weather um, at the moment, and hoping that you know we could just chat a bit of footy, a bit of rugby league, a bit of super coach, and um, you know, look at look at some some positives and obviously um a time that can be difficult for for some people um we've also got pat lyons from Coogee bay health and injury care with us how are you pat good thanks mate how are you good good um you know surviving the big wet as uh, no doubt you are as well yes yeah <laughs> <laughs> tell you what there's been a few injuries too to to talk about let's uh, dive right in one guy who didn't play on the weekend um was boyd cordner because he was injured in the origin game now we're hearing it could be up to six weeks um when he injured his foot um obviously you know going through rehab etc he's already come back from that pectoral muscle uh, we don't have a lot of information um more on it but i guess it's, it's something that even if he comes back ahead of time, you know, it, it looks like he's gone for origin and realistically not an option for your super coach wise. Yeah, it looks like there was some chat that it could be longer than six weeks, but I, I haven't heard what the diagnosis is, but um, there was some chat about it being for the rest of the season, but um, to wait and see, I guess, but it doesn't look like it's going to be a short-term one. Latrell Mitchell, um has been named at fullback. He suffered an ankle injury, and so did Isaac Liu. In fact, both of them are suffering suspected syndesmosis. I know we've talked about this before, the high ankle strain. Um, one or two weeks is, is probably more likely. I know Mitchell's been named, but I, I would assume he's not playing this weekend. Yeah, if it's a true syndesmosis injury, then it's, they're usually longer than that. But I think we talked about it before. It becomes a bit of a trendy diagnosis. So, <laughs> yeah, because frame, I sort of throw that term around. Um, if it's a true syndesmosis, then it's not normally a quick recovery. Um, so I guess we'll have to wait and see a little bit. But if they're talking only a couple of weeks, it's probably more of a lateral ligament sprain and um, they can strap it up and play. I mean, I believe he's the second most owned super coach player, Mitchell. So there's going to be a lot of people sweating on, on the diagnosis. Um, at this stage, you know, the, the Roosters playing in round 15. You're probably holding him through here because all 18, all 16 teams, I should say, um, playing this weekend, you've probably got enough cover. Uh, uh, but certainly next round, if he's out, it's, it could leave you short. Another team that suffered a host of injuries is um, the Seagulls. Um, Daly Cherry Evans uh, was probably the, the biggest name there. Looks like another month out and um, an ankle uh, complaint is what we're hearing, not getting much more information with that. Pat, what, at what stage, you know, he's had a lot of injuries in the last couple of years, Cherry Evans. Do we start, you know, rolling out that, you know, I don't know, I'm afraid to even use the term, but injury prone? I don't know. I guess it's just a matter of, you can be unlucky, I suppose, and he's yeah. he's just had a string of them, and um, maybe one leads to the other. We never get a really good off season in, and then you, you know, you sort of are behind the eight ball from the start of the season. So, well, maybe hopefully for his for his own sake, he gets back on track and has a, a good off season, and he can get back to the footy he was playing, you know, a season or two ago. Um, cause you can see it's affecting his form, but he hasn't been the same player. No. Apisai Coruscant will get the, the start in his absence, and that's an interesting one because we've seen him do some good things 
uh, in the halves, certainly. You know, still a decent price, Supercoach wise, one to watch. Um, Jamie Lyon also out, so Coruscant and Dylan Walker will be the halves now. Lyon had a hamstring strain, so we're hearing at least a fortnight. Um, an older player, does that mean that it, it, they're more likely to be cautious at all, Pat? Uh, I, w- I would say so. I mean, if it's a if two weeks is a minimum for a hamstring strain, unless it's a very light one, so. You know, if it was enough to knock him around on the day, you know, I'll be, I'll be leaning more towards two to four weeks, um, given he's a bit older. And I mean, hamstrings like that anyway. It's tough to come back in two weeks if you've done a, a pretty good job of straining it. Mm. Steve Maddai also um, not named this week, an ongoing neck injury. Um, they're talking about potential operations there, so that could be long term. And I guess a couple of guys that is not sort of much more we can go into um, Pat but we should mention Brenton Lawrence and Matt Ballon for the Tigers Lawrence for the for the um, Seagulls out for the year um, there Matt Ballon has another um, ACL um, you know he did it at the end of last year when he was still with Manly um, so it just tough times for, the, for those two players Lawrence had the um, pec rupture, which, you know, we've had a couple of those um, at least this year. Um, not good news for those guys. Yeah, it's unlucky. It could be the end of Valen's career, maybe, possibly, if he has to go to another 12 months of rehab and uh, so he can get back. 32 years old, you wonder, you know, how the, the mind starts to play into it. Do I really want to put myself through that rehab um, it must be a tough road to recovery. Yeah, I just get. I guess it depends on his motivation and what's still driving him. Um, time will tell, I guess. Absolutely, Pat. Thank you. Good advice as always. Um, of course, you can go down to Coogee Bay Health and Injury Care. It's uh, survived Sydney's big wet, so if you live in the Sydney area, no worries there. Um, go www.coogeebay.physio, call them 02 or visit our website, www.supercoachpros.com, and you can get 20% off your first visit. Follow the links there, and um, it will fit, take you straight to the, the form that gives you the discount. But thanks, as always. Uh, chat to you next week. All right. It's a pleasure, mate. Gee, that's shocking luck for both those players, Pete Brenton Lawrence and Matt Ballon. Yeah, um, you know, Brenton Lawrence has had ongoing um, back issues the last two years and, and then he's you know he's played only a few games this year and then to, you know, his um, season's ended the other night with a peck injury in Canberra and a, and a disastrous night for Manly. Poor old Matt Ballon, you know, this guy um, come across to the Tigers this year looking for a fresh start after getting cut by Manly and and come back from his cruise. He looked really good a couple of weeks ago to the Titans. Yeah, thought, yeah big looking good, man. He's gone too. It's that's a real, real shame. But as they say, that's life. That's rugby league, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. Let's go to the round thirteen wrap. Ryan James. Well, Ryan, I hope that um, the listeners listen to you in particular and and all of us with that predictor because we said this is going to be the time for him. One hundred and fifty six points. He was just unreal out over there in Perth. Yeah, he was pretty dominant um, all game and against uh, Rabideau's uh, forward pack, which is, um, I mean, it's not what it was a couple of years ago, but it's still got some um, pretty great players in there in the Burgesses. Um, yeah. And, yeah, he towered above them all. Sean Johnson, uh, also very dominant there for the Warriors uh, over in New Zealand. Getting back to that style of footy, that brand of footy that we know the Warriors playing, 118 points for him. Good signs um, into this origin period. Cameron McGuinness, look again. Um, hookers against the Gold Coast. We're seeing it over and over and over. 115 points for him. Sam Burgess, 107 in that same game. He had the match-up and coming through. And I guess, uh, you know, playing an extra, what, seven, eight minutes as well doesn't hurt your super coach uh, scores there. Jack Whiten, he was outstanding, Pete. 102 points there um, for the Raiders. I thought he was simply scintillating. And I should mention in the same breath, Jake Trebovich, also 102 points in that game. Um, magnificent effort in a losing outfit. Yeah, these uh, these two young blokes are, are the future of the game right there. Um, we just seem to be able to churn out these these stars of the game. And, and White, after a bit of a rough game, end of the game against the Dragons a couple of weeks ago, really came back. He was involved in everything the other night. 
Um, you know, a nice, nice pass for one of the Raiders' tries there and some great speed and footwork. And Trebojevic, this young guy, is an absolute workhorse for Manly. Um, I don't know what they would have done without him the last 18 months. He's absolutely outstanding, and Manly should do everything to tie him up for years there. And he's going to be good for a super coach for a long time. He just never stops. Yeah, great base stats to go with, you know, everything else. Tumalola Lola here, uh, 99 points there for the Warriors. Ray Thompson just goes to show right halfbacks against the Knights. Doesn't matter who it is, they're going to go big, 97. And good to see Jake Friend come back there with a big game after a couple of slightly lesser performances, just as we thought he was sort of coming on the over the top um, there in regards to Supercoach, but 95 points for him. Uh, Cody Walker, we've got to mention as well, 92 for the Rabbitohs. He was uh, outstanding at the at the back. Still got a lot long way to go, but um, some great signs there. Jesse Bromwich, 92 as well for the Storm. Guys, we want to look... It is halfway through the year, so let's have a little look at, um, I guess... The latter, the over, any overachievers and underachievers. It is the Sharks from the Storm. Bit of a gap to last year's grand finalists, Cowboys and the Broncos. Eels are fifth. Obviously, they're going to drop down to last soon enough. Um, uh, from the Raiders, Bulldogs, Titans, Dragons all up there too. And then the bottom half, you've got the Rabbitohs, the Panthers and the Warriors just outside the eight. And then the Seagulls, Tigers, Roosters... Um, holding the back end from the Newcastle Knights, who were way back in last. Uh, Ryan, I guess I'll start with you. Uh, if there's one team that you could sort of say is overachieving out of those, uh, that, that um, I guess, the, you know, the latter, uh, who would it be? Um, yeah, easy choice for me, um, the Titans. Um, expected to do absolutely nothing um, at the start of the year. You know, um, they lost uh, Kane Elgy before the season started. They had all that problem. Um, they've just come out and they've just done the job. Like, to be in eighth um, and won half their games in the year, they're, they're, doing, um, they're doing extraordinary. Ash Taylor. Yeah, I was going to say. It's fantastic. It, it really... You know, obviously everyone's doing their job, but he's the X factor, isn't he? Yeah, definitely. Um, for a guy who's he's, he's rookie year, he's just um, yeah, he's just ice cold <laughs> when it matters. He's just um, just nails everything that he has to. Super coach wise, hopefully you held on to him as we thought that he went through that tough little patch. He still had okay scores. We thought it would be lower. Um, a lot of people would have moved on in that period, but um, realistically. He's the type of guy that you can play through your whole season. Um, and other guys are running on the back of that, like James, who we mentioned earlier, Zeb Taylor, um, Ignatius Parsi, you know. We're seeing some good performance there now, uh, useful ones. And Nathan Peets has gone up there, so there's another potential super coach-wise. Is there a team you think will become an overachiever or come from the back end? Um, look, I think the only team that's possible that's... Uh, not possible, but I guess probable. And it really depends a lot on how they go over the next few weeks, but it's the Warriors. Um, yeah. If they start performing like they like they did on the weekend with um, SJ just putting on a clinic, he was just really, really good. And the back rowers um, from the Warriors, I mean, Thompson and Hoffman are just really dominant. It, mm. They've got the potential to really um, put on... You know, get a wet sail through this origin period, and then um, come into those last that that last grouping of um, games with a real shot. That you know, last year around this time they had eight or nine players in the top one hundred super coach wise. So we know they're capable, and you can kind of put a lot of guys in there and, and do quite well. It hasn't happened so far this year, but that could be the turning point there last week. Pete, uh, what about yourself, the um, overachiever aspect um, so far this year? I guess for some people, um, you'd probably put the Raiders into that category. Um, a lot of people sort of tipping them to finish around about the edge of the eighth. And now with their last few weeks of form, people are starting to talk to them about their top four. Um, you mentioned one young guy earlier on, Jack White, who scored very, very well on the weekend against Manly. Uh, they got... Josh Papali is a Mr. Consistent on Supercoach and on the field. Uh, blokes like, like who'd heard of Elliot Whitehead before this season began um, has been going very, very well. Also, uh, there are other uh, English recruits in his second year now. Josh Hodgson, 
and they haven't had to rely on on blokes like Black Austin being absolutely extraordinary. He's just sort of um, probably not at his peak yet, and but when he does, uh, watch out for the for the Raiders. So it's a, a range of good players there. Len Lua is another one. Jordan Rapana um, list is endless then, and you know like a stalwart like Sean Fensom is out of this a super coach stalwart like Sean Fensom is is, is not playing at the moment. Um, and that shows how good they're going. Um, Massive yeah, forward think, pack. <laughs> yeah, oh, huge. And they they will be a threat to anybody in the top eight. So if you've got some Raiders players in your super coach team, I think they're uh, it's a very wise investment at the moment. The, the interesting thing with them, they had the soft jaw to start the year. We were targeting them. We were saying, look, they've got games, very winnable games early, and it could get them kickstart their season. But now when you look at it, it's not any tougher because some of these teams that maybe were going to be hard haven't turned out that way, like Manly. You know, the Warriors were still not sure. Souths have been below par. They've still got them to come. And then, of course, the Eels are in disarray right near the end of the, the year. They're, they play them. They probably get them at a great time too. So, yeah, I think keep p- picking your Raiders players. The only issue is, is which which ones are going to go each week because they, they seem to share it around a bit a bit too much. We wish that a few of them would get all, all of it and make, it, make our life easier anyway. Is there someone in that lower half, Pete, that's going to come good? Um, I don't think they can make that because they've left their run too late. But And just a bit of what I saw on, on Sunday reminded me of how good they could be is, is the Roosters uh, for mine. I think that uh, with blokes there like Jared Weir or Hargreaves and um, you know one of their finds of the season so far for them is uh, Ben Latrell Mitchell um, is, is going to get better and better. And I think they just uh, – and young uh, – Madison there at 5'8". Uh, Taukaa, who was starting to show a bit more form. They've got Dylan Napa there as well if he doesn't get suspended. And as we said about Jake Friend, you know, super coach-wise, he's, he's good for, you know, for 80 points pretty much every time. But, uh, yeah, so I don't necessarily think I'll quite make the eight, but um, I think that they will string a fair few together. I think it'll be a close thing for them. They've got some good players, that's for sure, that you can utilise super coach-wise, whether that... Um comes to fruition or not, um, I guess remains to be seen. They've been up below par, but friend, as you said, um, yeah, Takiyaho, Ferguson when he's on, yeah, Hastings yeah. has been good too. Um, I've got the Storm as my overachievers. They, they kind of went away from what they usually do uh, first few weeks and went back to it, you know, working around that, you know, very game-planned um, style of footy, but it is working. And, and I think most coaches really um, overestimated the change, the interchange. I don't think two less interchanges really affects things that much. I think a lot of coaches have really put too much emphasis on on um, having to coach differently and, and use their interchanges differently. Um, and I think it's to their detriment. I think Bellamy's done the right thing. He quickly realised, look, I know, I need to go back to what worked last year and not get too caught up on the two less interchanges. And, I mean, he's lucky guys like Jesse Bromwich, Toho Harris, Dale Finucane can play big minutes, but um, I think the Storm. And I think the the Rabbitohs are the ones that could come up. They looked so good against the Titans, but still just basically kept shooting themselves in the foot. But they've got those players that could put up big super coach scores. Cody Walker, I mean, he's incredible. Inglis, when he's at his best, obviously. You know, Adam Reynolds is there uh, as well. And, of course, Sam Burgess, who could end up, you know, number one when all is said and done super coach-wise. Ryan, underachievers? Um, yeah, look, underachievers, I would put... Um, I know they're still in the eight, but... I'm going to say um, the Bulldogs. I think um, the team that they have um, it has the capability to be a top four side, but they're just so inconsistent. And I think it's going to get they're going to have a very poor end to the year. Um, I just got a yeah a bad feeling for those guys. Uh, Dragons have, next. That they always play tough against each other. They got the Broncos after their bye. Resurgent Roosters. They got the Tigers in round eighteen, but that's in a bye week. And then, of yeah. course, after their second bye, Cowboys are there. The Broncos, the Cowboys again late. You know, the Rabbitohs to finish the year doesn't. Yeah, yeah it's not easy. Just some stuff that they 
did against Cronulla. I was like, they played quite well, but they got out to that lead and then got the lead chipped away. And then um, Empire was just... It was similar, uh, yeah. similar to the Raiders game the week before. And and the thing of it is, from a Supercoach perspective, these guys like Embi, who have the, the ability, Hopawati, probably more because he doesn't play Sundays um, than anything else, but we can't rely on them, except for James Graham. Um, they're pretty much completely unreliable, the, the Bulldogs' um, Supercoach players. Yep, precisely. It's just it's really hard to pick, and they're really inconsistent, and I think... Um, well, I think they're going to get, start getting more consistent, but I think it's going to be in the bad way. <laughs> and uh, of the underachievers, or, or do you see a team that's in, currently sort of in that top eight or nine that that may turn into an underachiever the second half of the year, or do Bulldogs really cover both for you? I think Bulldogs cover both. I was leaning towards South Sydney, but once again, I'm not so sure about them either way, but I am a bit more... Uh, confident in the Bulldogs um, to to be that team that's gonna that's gonna fall away. All right, Pete. What about yourself? Um, as far as the under underachievers are concerned so far this year. Well, I could say Parramatta, couldn't I? But that's too easy. Um, <laughs> I think I actually I'd, I'd have to say Manly. There's a lot of raps on Manly at the beginning of the year. They've brought in some players such as Nate Miles. And new coach, you know, it was supposed to be a new return of the eighth manly and you know, I know they've had some injuries, but yeah, I just don't um see that consistency either the injuries to um to Dylan uh, to uh should I say Dale Cherry Evans hasn't helped where he's been in and out of the side a bit, also Brett Stewart, uh that consistency at the back and a couple of other injuries we've mentioned. But yeah, for me it just hasn't um it just doesn't really work for Manly. And um yeah, and once again, it's hard to pick there. Apart from the Trebojevic brothers, there's and young Matt Parcell. I think he's been the shining light for them as well. Apart from that, there's their players have been quite inconsistent for mine this year. Yeah, they'll get to power back soon enough, but it's it is you know there's another super coach um, potential. But look at some of their low scores, guys like Matt I, Lyon, Brett Stewart. I mean, Brett Stewart got scored zero on the weekend. Played eighty minutes and scored a zero super coach one. <laughs> It's incredible. Look, yeah. I've got the Warriors as my underachievers. I think, you know, you, you said about Manly there were high hopes. Well, there were really high hopes for the Warriors. I think that's a pretty obvious one. Um, I do think they can turn it around. And Pete, um, and, and as, you know, Ryan talked about before, you know, that could lend itself to picking some of their players up now. Pete, I'm sorry, but I, I think the Dragons are, are going to be the underachiever heading into the second half of this year. Their attack is still a long way behind most um, clubs. And um, it is very hard to have to roll up your sleeves week in, week out just to get the two points. And I think they're going to find it pretty tough the second half of the year. And unfortunately, much like the Eels, the two teams that had the best buy draws um, are really going backwards in a hurry. And super coach wise you've almost got to get away. And even a guy like Tyson Frizzell... Could end up playing Origin. You know, Jack DeBellin's been injured. You know, it's very hard. Maybe you and Aitken is a is a bright spot in that regard. This yeah, is you know, pretty much it. you're pretty much right there, mate. That's that's hard to hard to disagree. <laughs> yeah, we're going to keep moving along. This is the Supercoach Professionals Roundtable podcast. You can find us each and every week on iTunes or via the website www.supercoachpros.com. But the website is not just useful for this very podcast. You can get the game recaps there as well as the previews for upcoming round. It's also great for fan sports. Um, you know, when you when you play these daily leagues like fan sports, we're going to talk a little bit about that when we get to the previews shortly. Um, but each and every week we, we're doing something involving them and, um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. So have a look on the website for any upcoming promotions with them or via Twitter. And, of course, if you don't already follow us on Twitter, that's a must-do, at Pros, because we tweet out before each and every game um, those last-minute changes. So critical to know that and just to get that info so you can make those necessary adjustments to your team at Pros, And you can send us a like on Facebook too if you want at Pros there as well. Um, let's look at the price predictors. 
Um, Tavita Pangai there from the Broncos is the obvious one. He's going to go up to about 170,000. Uh, most are likely, um, definitely a cheapie to look to bring in. And we mentioned Ryan James before. He is the must bring in this round. Predicted price rise of 50,000 on the back of the last big one. Um, Sean Johnson's right up there. Maybe he's an origin guy, um, an origin cover guy now to bring in that can go all the way for you. Um, definitely want to get him this week because that cost um, is starting to, to rise back to what we expect from him. Um, we mentioned uh, Ryan Madison and Cody Walker earlier in the show. There are others to be right up there, along with um, Dane Nielsen, surprisingly enough, but that could be a bit more up and down. Solomon Carter's in there uh, as well. And uh, Nathan Ross for the Knights. He's been playing some pretty good footy there at um, left centre, but um, still might be hard to trust. The bottom price, guys... Uh, you're really looking at Jordan Rapana. I mean, he went up so high, you know, what comes up must come down. James Maloney, also out over origin. Not a lot to like about Maloney, supercoach-wise at the moment, even though he's playing some great footy, great goal-kicking anyway, or that last kick. He missed a couple earlier, but conveniently forgotten with the beautiful uh, match winner on on the bell. Uh, Jared Croker also predicted to go down quite a way. Um, Maybe with the Raiders, got a buyer coming up. Maybe you're thinking of moving Croker on. That could give you sort of more reason to do it. Um, Junior Paulo, another Raiders player there, you know, just moved from Parramatta. He's probably not going to have the same impact for Canberra, at least from a Supercoach perspective uh, there as well. And maybe you could even mention Cameron Smith because he was another had was up at a very high level, so it's going to start coming backwards there. Let's move on to the round 14 previews. Broncos v the Raiders. Um, Corey Oates, Matt Gillett return, along with Travis Waddell in the hooking role. Lachlan Maranta, Herman S.A. and Joe Offengawe are dropped. That means, as we mentioned, Penge getting that third game. So should get that really good price rise. Probably doesn't have the long-term viability, um, but still, um, at that cost, you know, worth bringing in. Adam Blair's back to the bench with Sam Thido moving to prop. Uh, Milford gets the nice uptick here. Parker Gillette are safe. Josh Maguire as well. For the Raiders, Zach Santo gets a shot at fullback with Jack White and suspended. Um, Shannon Boyne, Boyd also suspended. Still no Sean Fensom, so Paul Vaughan back into the 17 and starting. Josh Propali will also start with C.S. Soliolo moving to the bench. Elliot Whitehead is best here with Hodgson also solid. Downgrades for the back line. Lelua, Croker, Brenko Lee, but particularly Jordan Rapana. Pete, could be a really good game, entertaining game, but... Um, Who's going to come out on top supercoach-wise? We've got these attacking, you know, brilliant skills of Canberra, but then you've got that shut-down defence of the Broncos, um, certainly maybe not the last couple of weeks, but pre that, we've seen them to be very hard to score supercoach points against. Yeah, that's the issue, isn't it? You know, the first thing I looked at because of the weather we've been having is to see what the weather forecast is for, is for Brisbane. It's <laughs> clear the next couple of days, and 28 degrees on Thursday, so it should be a nice drive track up there at Suncorp, which is Really, really good. That's what we want to see as league supporters. Um, you'd have to favour Brisbane to win this one, I think, that um, just a little bit of big game experience there. So you'd look for blokes like, I think, James Roberts to have a good one. Um, Milford is up against his old club. He's, as we know, he's got a bit of a low base, but um, I think at, at home, I uh, said so against his old club, I think he'll go all right. Um, yeah, the other blokes there, like, as you mentioned, for the Broncos, Corey Oates, I think Jack Reed would be, would be good. Um, Gillette back into the team this week after a week's rest after Origin, that'll, that'll do him good, and he's been going going great for Supercoach as well. Um, so, yeah, I think I'd, I'd lean more towards the, the Brisbane players. I said that um, and blokes like Papali, Dan Whitehead, I'm sure will will score well also, but um, I just think Brisbane have the edge there and it'll carry through into Supercoach as well. Tigers v. the Rabbitohs. Tim Grant and Robbie Farah are back. Elijah Taylor goes to lock John Alloway to second row. Kyle Lovett on the bench with Grant. Um, Cheekham made 18th man. Josh Adokar gets a big upgrade here. He should bounce back. James Tedesco, a downgrade, but still you've got to start him. Luke Brooks, some upside here. Interesting as well. South's no changes, but expect Bryce and Goodwin to spend time in the back row again because there's two backs on the bench, of course. Sam Burgess is best. Another upgrade from Cody Walker. He could go really large. 
Um, so could a lot of the South's backs. Um, Adam Reynolds, Greg Inglis come to mind. So does their hooker, Cameron McGuinness, because even though the Tigers smashed them last time, Ryan, you get the feeling um, the Bunnies could hit back in a big way. Yeah, look, it's it's tough. Um, the last couple of years, actually, um, I believe the Tigers and the Rabbitohs have shared their games. Um, and that's, that's when right. Souths were, um, well, uh, I mean, yeah, miles, miles uh, more fancied than the Tigers were um, in some of those games. So, yeah, I... It's t- it's a tough one, um, probably because when you look at when you look at uh, things like uh, Inglis versus Moses and Brooks, you just have a feeling that he may well just put the big fend on and um, yeah cause some <laughs> havoc out that way. Uh, I think the Burgess the Burgesses are probably the way to go for Souths here, um, and the maybe I. the multi Burgess. The bird yeah. <laughs> um, I heard Paul Kent tonight um, on TV saying that he heard that Robbie Farrow would start from the bench. So um, I guess we'll see with that one. Dean Hallitow, um is his tip to start, and that is right in keeping with what Taylor's done since Farrow came back from that um, pre-season injury. Yeah, that's right. So we'll see what happens there. Um I do like uh, Woods against the against South. He generally plays pretty well. Um, Adakar, obviously, you mentioned him before, and um, Tedesco. Well, who knows what he can do? The guy comes back from injury and then has a blinder, so you just you just um, have to play him if you've got him. Yeah, that's right. Knights feed the Warriors. Um, Corbin Sims, Jacob Saifidi added to the bench there, but expect late changes for Brown. Anything could happen. Uh, we've given up playing the guessing game because hopefully you've got no Knights left in your lineup. Um, the Warriors, well, they picked their same 17 as one last week against the Broncos. Look, Sean Johnson could go three figures. Tumalolo Lalehi, uh, David Fusatua, Solomon Akata, Manu Vatavai are all exciting options. Isaac Luke and those big three forwards, Thompson, Madalino and Mannering. Also there, Pete, I know Newcastle are back at home, but as we've already said on the show, Warriors are, look like they're getting into their element could this be a carnage? Well, if the Warriors are serious this year, they have got to win this game and win it well. Uh, no excuses, nothing. Um, you know, as we've said, as you said, take your pick of Warriors players there. Like you'd expect uh, Sean Johnson to go well. Um, and as you said, their outside backs should follow. And their, their forwards are used to be very consistent with their with super coach of like Mannering and, you know, expect them to do well also. Newcastle, you just you really hope that they, that something's going to happen. Um, I think there's some there's some young blokes there that we're going to hear a bit about in a few years' time, like this Nathan Ross is one. Uh, Jake Marmo we talked about. It's good they've got the gay guy back this week, so he might try and inspire them a bit. But um, but realistically, um, yeah, you, as you said, you wouldn't want to have too many nice players in your team in your super coach team at the moment. Let's move on to the Eels v. the Titans up in Darwin. Um, no Kieran Foran or Brad, Ta- Brad Takarangi, as we knew from the week before. Um, they're out. Bevan French still there, even though Michael Jennings returning because of that. Ken Edwards um, is named at 5'8". Interesting choice there. Allows Rory O'Brien on the bench. Now, he was one that we were looking at the start of the year because knowing that Parramatta didn't have a lot of um, big boppers necessarily, um, finally gets his chance, and he's certainly very cheap. So if you're doing a double trade and um, you've already got Penge or or you're trying to get some cash, O'Brien could be another one to look at um, there, just just as a cheapie that might end up making you a bit of money. Michael Jennings is the best um, there, but there's a bit of a what if if Conrad Harrell plays opposite him um, at the moment. Uh, Nathan Davis has been named, as the Gold Coast have named the same 17. Um, but we could see Harrell coming in for Davis. He hasn't been had some defensive issues, um, Davis, the last couple of weeks. Um, for the Titans, Ryan James, um, as we said, must bring in. He gets another uptick here. Ignatius Parsi, Greg Bird, Zeb Taylor, they're all um, should be strong. Ashley Taylor does get a downgrade, but you know he's over. He's, he's managed to uh, overcome those already this year. Ryan, maybe it's a stay away game. 
Darwin, I think last year was a was a pretty low quality affair between the Eels and the Panthers. Uh, this time the Eels face the Titans. Uh, you know, which way are you looking at? Because it, it could also be a blowout. Yeah, that's right. Um, obviously, the weather's going to be pretty impressive. Um, to what I mean, even the Gold Coast, it'll be a little bit different to what they normally um, mm. encounter. Look, to be honest, I like. Uh, the Titans um, forwards in this one, um, James, Taylor, McQueen, yeah. um, even Greg Bird to a certain degree. Um, Pulu's been playing well off the bench also. Yeah, I was about to mention that bench, even from a super coach point of view, with Pete's Pulu and Parsi. Yeah. Um, Fan sports. Burners. Fan sports. It's flashing at you there. Yeah. <laughs> that one is like, yeah, yeah hit us up. Um, because most of these guys are ending up getting around, well, at least in the case of Parsi and Pete's, um, getting around the 50-plus minute mark. Um, for the Eels, um, of course, you're going to have a look at um, Semi Radradra. Um, Bevan yeah. French is also someone that if you're making a double trade, as you um, mentioned before, yeah. um, he could be that option there because he's going to be cheap. Yeah. The kid can play. And, you know, it's one of those, you know... I think It's so. going to be a risk. Um, yeah. Look, this week, I don't think in the halves there... I mean, Corey Norman's going to do all the ball playing. Um, Kenny Andrews is just going to run hard. So that'll be an He's issue. He's got a bit of ball play sure about him. aim him at, at the little halves. Mm. Um, but I think that's all that's to be gained uh, from that game. Uh, maybe Mao um, and Marawa for the... Um, for the Eels um, in the back row. Edwards has a bit of ball play about him. Um, I don't think it will actually help him super coach wise or will hinder him playing in the 5-8. However, he's had some decent outputs earlier in the year. Yeah, hopefully he just uh, he just gets the one pass and just runs. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go on to the Roosters feed the Storm. Um, look, Latrell Mitchell's been named here. We've already suggested he probably won't play. Maybe um, it's going to be Connor Watson there coming in at fullback. No, Isaac Liu also with the high ankle sprain. Kane Evans um, has been named at lock. Um, Harry Fry comes onto the bench. All downgrades for the storm. I guess Jake Friend the safest. Um, Melbourne have picked the same 17 that really dismantled the Panthers last Saturday night. Vunivalu was very quiet, super coach wise. He should bounce back here with a good matchup. Cooper Cronk gets a big uptick. Cameron Munster should be good too. And then, of course, the big forwards of Bromwich, Harris, and Finucane. Pete, bigger is best, I think, uh, when it comes to these um, big names uh, for this game at least. Yeah, absolutely. Like with the Storm, you've got blokes like Jesse Bromwich who's been, you said, absolutely Mr. Consistency. He's now New Zealand captain and he's just been going gang, gangbusters on the field and, and super coach-wise. even scored a try last week. So, you know, he, he, he does everything and scored a try as well. So a bit of a bonus there in terms of super coach. Um, and Tohu Harris is another one who's been absolutely uh, works the house down for um, for Melbourne as well. as a good one. Uh, Dale Finucane, as we said, 80 minutes every week. You can't ask for more than that. Um, and young Munster has done a, an a, uh, admirable job at, at fullback. Um, yeah, certainly got the advantage over the Roosters. But uh, I was surprised. Uh, Warrior Hargreaves, I thought, had one of his best games for the year last week um, against the Tigers. But he'll find it a bit harder this week. Uh, Taukaho, I'll be to see how he goes up against this big pack after his good game last week. Um, a good score super coach wise and also Aiden Query didn't get a lot of time in, in uh, Origin 1. I'll be interested to see how he goes as well. So be relying on him quite a bit and a good test for young Madison at 5'8 as well. Seagulls be the Panthers. Um, Jamie Lyons out, so is Daly Cherry Evans. George Tafua returns. Um, Willie Army goes to centre. Dylan Walker and Apisai Coruscant are the new halves. Brenton Lawrence also gone for the year, as we said earlier in the show. Blake Leary, Adam Fanua Blake and Liam Knight have been named on a five-man 
bench. Jake Javorovic is a very good play here. Um, as Pete just mentioned, Bromwich going large last week against the Panthers, so that's a good sign for Trebovic. Matt Parcell is strong. He should play 80 with Coruscant at halfback, who he himself could be an upside choice considering he had some good games there earlier in the year when Cherry Evans was last out injured. For the Panthers, Soward was um, dropped, Jamie Soward. So Bryce Cartwright, who's been starting at... Um, right halfback um, when Seguiara was coming off the bench. Well, he's probably going to play there for 80 minutes now. Nathan Cleary goes to his preferred left side. He had a bit of a horror um, debut against the Storm, but um, playing out of position, really, at right half. So that will suit him. Um, Sitaleki Akaloa and um, also... Let me get these pronunciations right. Moses Leota, I believe it is, um, coming onto the bench. So a couple of cheapy options there. Um, Sam McKendry suspended. So uh, Leilani Latu and Suara Matagi come into the starting lineup. Trent Maryland shuffles to the second row, or maybe Griezmann ends up playing there um, or even starting. Matt Moylan gets a big upgrade. So does Josh Mansour. Maybe Waka Blake has a big one, or even Cleary Ryan. It could be. And, end up being one-way traffic because the Eagles are in disarray and the Panthers have a good record at Brookie. Could could you load up on Penrith players, particularly in those daily leagues like fan sports? Well, you definitely could. And I think you mentioned um, Moylan and Mansour. And I think those two, um, Bryce Cartwright and the 5'8", and um, uh, Yo and um, Merrin, it's. I think they're. Yeah, they're going to have a good game um, against the uh, bits and pieces manly uh, side. No offence to the guys that are playing there, but um, there is are a lot of guys missing. Um, for manly, yeah, Jake Jaborovic, I, I think is the guy, um, and maybe Matt Parcell. You might sneak him in there, but everyone else it looks looks like it's going to be a struggle. I mean, super sub Walker could do something i don't know it's just it's just a very it's a yeah it's a strange looking team both both teams look very 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 um different to how to how they traditionally look so uh, i think the panthers should do the job pretty well and i think most of their players should um yeah should get the lion's share of the points definitely Dragons see the Bulldogs. Lever Havili comes in for Josh McCrone. We might end up seeing Jack DeBellin as a late inclusion. He's got till Monday, um, so he's got the time there. Ewan Aitken's best. Tyson Frizzell has a lot to play for with no Boyd Cordner, of course, for New South Wales and Origin 2. So Frizzell is a big chance to come in for him, uh, unless, uh, although Frizzell is a right-edge player. They might go with Wade Graham on the left edge, but this is a, this is a chance for Frizzell. The Dogs... Um, they remain 1-17, to 17, but of course that Monday night game, everyone always picks the same 17. Graham, Tolman and Jackson are their best. Pete, um, both teams, you know, we talked about underachievers so far this year. They're probably, you know, are in that category. But someone's got to get the two points here and maybe, just just maybe, kickstart something. Yeah, well, that's it. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, you don't expect this one to be a particularly pretty game, I don't think. Um yeah, with the with the Dragons uh, super coach wise, we've been saying for quite some time now. There's not a lot there to go for, as you mentioned. Maybe Frizzell, um, Dal Thompson, if he hits a bit of form and you know, gets he's over his injuries. Uh, Mike Cooper's been hasn't been quite up there as he was last year. Um, Fifi Law has made the best of his opportunity since he's taken Mataratia's spot um, about five weeks ago. He's been in pretty decent form. Uh, Nightingale's been solid. Um, young Aitken's going all right, but yeah, they're just not getting the opportunity. And uh, pick Kurt Mann in your team at your risk. Um, for the Bulldogs, you know, just the, the players we've been talking about, uh, like, as I said, Embi started well this year, but just hasn't really followed on. Uh, Michael Leisha, um, I'm impressed with him. He you know, makes a lot of tackles and he goes the right super coach wise. We said James Graham, Josh Jackson. Um, but that really is about it. It's um, They've both underperformed and it's yeah, it's been a. Not all that surprising for the Dragons, but surprising for the Bulldogs and both of them. Yeah, really need the win on Monday, so it might be an interesting game to watch anyway. Even if you you wouldn't select too many Super Coach players, and not not a, maybe as I said, Fire Fire Law for your for your, for your daily leagues, your fan sports might be a good option. Yeah, yeah, it could be a couple of cheapies in there. 
Uh, the Sharks v the Cowboys wrap up the round. Sasai Fecky has been named for Cronulla, but he's in grave doubt. Ricky Lutelli would be the obvious choice to come in. And you should say that Sam Tagatizi wasn't that great last Monday, so he might be lucky to hold his spot, depending on if guys like Pryor um, and David Fafita are available. Paul Gallon, Andrew Fafita and Wade Graham are best in this tough matchup. Um, the Cowboys get back Michael Morgan for Ray Thompson. Ethan Lowe, Gavin Cooper and Jason Tamalala are their best options, but it's also a tough matchup for them. Um, once again, Ryan, the Monday night game is the match of the round. Um, it's just a problem supercoach-wise to find the standouts. Oh, very difficult game. Um, two teams obviously going quite well. Um, and it comes as no surprise that they're going well um, in equally in each position. So you have Barber versus Coote, um, Fecky versus Felt, uh, you know, Holmes, Winnerstein, then you have the halves. It, it, yeah, and it goes on like that. It's very difficult to pick. What I'm, what I'm probably looking at is slightly lower scores um, for both teams because I think they'll be more evenly matched and I don't think it's going to be that high a scoring. Um, I, on my my go-tos for the Cowboys are normally Cooper and Lowe and I'll stick with them. Um, but equally on the other side of the coin, Lewis and Graham may do, may do just as good a job. Um, for Feeder, I think, is probably the standout guy. Um, for me... And obviously, um, JT with uh, Michael Morgan back, um, it adds adds a new dynamic to the to the Cowboys, and we'll see if they. Um, yeah, it, it's a tough one. I'm, I'm not going to say not going to say <laughs> one team or the other is too dominant. Um, so yeah, I think if you got your players, you play them, but maybe expect a little bit less. We'll be doing um, fan sports as we like to do on Monday. Um, two competitions they've put out, put up for the two Monday games with the guaranteed prize pools of $300. Definitely worth a look there at fan sports. You can follow the links from our website, www.supercoachpros.com. We might even have a chat to them, see if they might pop up one for both the games, considering it's something a bit different. But we love the Monday night games at fan sports. Uh, only got a little bit of time left on the show, guys. So let's go straight to the tweets. Drew Johnson asks, final backs in place. Teddy, Munster, Lelua, Tohu, Semi plus Croker on standby. Am I missing anyone that buys are covered already? Um, Pete, that looks strong. It does. I really don't know where he can go with that. Um, the only one I didn't hear in there, I don't think he mentioned Corey Oates, did he? That would be one that he might want to consider possibly, or James Roberts. But um, apart from that, like he's got a very strong back line. I'm not quite sure else he could go there. Maybe the couple of the Raiders players that we mentioned before. Um, did he mention he hasn't got Rapana or Leilua, has he? He does um, have Leilua, but not Oh, so if he does have Leilua, I beg your pardon. So maybe Rapana. So that might be a couple of the options that I'll consider there. But he's got a very strong one up as, as is. Ryan, what about Corabidi? Oh, Coro, Coro. <laughs> he's 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 one of those enigmatic guys. Um, he's been relatively quiet the last few weeks, so you never know, and you just never know because being that this is his last season with Melbourne and in the NRL for the foreseeable future. Um, I don't know. I I think given the players that he has picked, I reckon he's pretty solid. Vinavalu is right up there, but you know he could be on the on the downswing. Bryson Goodwin as well, particularly if he plays a bit more time in the back row, um, could be another good option. But look, these are guys that are just padding who you've already got, uh, Drew. You're not you're not changing those. It's just if these guys um, come up. Uh, the second tweet is from Jono, and he just simply asks, "How many players have you got?" For round 15 so far. I know I've got 13, and so I'm feeling pretty good about it. You know, certainly a good time to make your run around Origin. Um, Ryan, what about yourself? Are you are you planning for round 15, or are you thinking just move along, take the loss, and 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 um, move along? Um, 
Well, yes and no. Um, I'm playing like a bit of the bit of the numbers game, um, making a few trades this this coming week um, in preparation. Uh, obviously, there's still another round to go to make um, some more changes as well. Um, currently, I only have I think I only have six or seven players that are going to play in round 15. So I'm going to try and beef that up to probably around the 12 or 13 mark. Um, but that's all, a lot of that's depending on running out of time. Running out of time. Yeah, on how a lot of things go. Pete, you know, have you got a strategy there? Is it more about the head-to-head at this point um, and watching what your opponent's doing for round 15? Absolutely. Um, you know, this is a great question, by the way. Um, There's nothing like pre-planning. Um, yeah, so we come down there and there's only eight teams involved. Um, but, yeah, I think that you do need to have a look at your opposition and think about where you are on the ladder. There's no point rushing out and buying four or five players, you know, you know, over the next couple of weeks with your trades and then regretting it later, you know. You don't want to let players like you, you know, if you've got Anthony Milford or someone like that, or just think about the players that you want to have towards the back end and don't just sacrifice them for one game. I think everyone could cop a loss, um, to be quite yeah. honest. And now, I think better off doing that and moving on around 16. That's now's the time, isn't it? You've really got to start thinking everyone you're bringing in are probably going to be there at the end of the year. So... You know, the Dragons and the Eels, we talked about them earlier. They haven't been going that well. They play in round 15. You probably don't want to really go near them unless there's a cheapie like Bevan French. Uh, the Roosters, well, they haven't been horrific um, and they may get an uptick, so maybe you're looking at a player or two there. The Rabbitohs, you could say the same thing. The Seagulls, I think you've got to stay away. Um, you've probably already got Jake Trebovich. Um, a Storm, definitely. You could bring in some Storm players if you don't already own them. There's quite a few there you could target. Um, and then you've got Titans and the Warriors. Well, again, Ryan James is the obvious one. Um, so maybe you know, in every every way you look at it, I think James is the, is the key trade in um, this round. That does it, guys, for the show. Um, we'll be back, of course, next week with uh, hopefully the full complement with uh, Andrew, of course, uh, back on board after uh, you know. Everything that's going on up on the northern beaches, weather-wise. Pete, thank you very much. I know you battled through a bit of a, a cold to get through this one, so we thank you greatly for that. Ah, <laughs> uh, thank you. That was good fun. It was all right. And we'll talk to you um, next week as well. And Ryan, thank you as always. We'll be talking to you next week, or um, we'll probably see you on the Monday night um, fan sports game. Yeah, that's right. I'll be floating around. <laughs> me too, me too, of course I am Paulie G and uh, you can get this podcast on iTunes or on our website www.supercoachpros.com and make sure you follow us on Twitter at Supercoach Pros. we're done, talk to you again next week bye now